most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Flex podcast presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Samantha Praviti. As always, I am so excited to be joined by Brandon Anderson, who is an NFL and NBA writer here at Action Network, who you can find on Twitter at Wheaton Brando. Brandon, can you believe it is week 14? I can't believe it. What's wilder is that it's week 14 and we still have bye week. Like we, what we're doing is like... Absolutely crazy. It's really not. It's like we're, we're already, you know, we're, we're on the cusp of the NFL playoffs. We're already at fantasy playoffs. Like how are we skipping out on... And it's four good teams too. Like four of the top, like eight or ten teams are the last, you know, month or so. Absolutely. Like if you have someone like Jalen Hurts, like that's gonna be tough to, you know, stream quarterbacks in week fourteen when you really need someone. Like, do you trust Derek Carr? Like, there, there's just, uh, yeah, a lot of players gonna be missing, and it is going to be lean out there. Um, cool. Well, this episode is gonna be a little bit different than normal. We are just going to do a playoffs edition of play hold drop. So Brandon, why don't we kick it off with quarterbacks? All right. So let's get our PhD at quarterback. I like this trio that you came up with. It's a very injured, banged up trio of quarterbacks. So we've got Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Joe Burrow. So who would you play? Who are you going to hold or drop? This may be a Panthers homer thing, but I am going to play Cam Newton. Uh, All the reasons that we liked him before, like, we knew that that explosive crap game, you know, QBR of 5.9 is always within the realm of possibility for him. And while that doesn't inspire confidence, I think, you know, it's kind of like a trust the process type thing. They're going to be coming out of the bye week too. They could have maybe like an extra little amount of vigor after firing a offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. And the matchup is just amazing. Like uh, Atlanta has allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. And, uh, you know, he's a one week play. Like you're not going to play him in week 15 with Buffalo. Um, And, you know, there's some bust potential. But I think like at this point, I'm swinging for the fences. So I like to play Cam Newton. I'm going to hold on to Russell Wilson. I know. Yeah, I feel like I know that you're going to drop him, <laughs> but um, I'm going to hold on to Russell Wilson. He did look a little better last week versus the 49ers. I think 30 of 37 for 231 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That's 18 fantasy points. I think he's a fringe QB one. It's kind of a tough matchup, though. Like, it's weird. Everyone kind of just assumes the Texans stink um, at pretty much everything, but they've been actually pretty tough against quarterbacks of late. The last four games, they're allowing an average of 11.5 fantasy points to the position. Granted, the quarterbacks they faced were Jacoby Brissett, Brian Tannehill, Zach Wilson, and Carson Wentz. So, I mean, I think Wilson's on the upswing, but you like don't really want to play him this week. And then Burrow, I mean, he's the drop for me. Uh, he's looked a little better over the last two games, but he's just really declined over the second half of the season. Since week nine, he's QB 27 on a per game basis, averaging just... fantasy points in that span. And as you mentioned, he's 
banged up, got this dislocated finger that happened in the Chargers game. So I think that that's something that could hamper him. Um, I mean, you could stash him for weeks 16 and 17 against the Ravens and Chiefs, but I'm not one to really stash a ton of quarterbacks. So uh, to recap, as a very long-winded answer, it was uh, play Cam Newton, hold Russell Wilson, and drop Joe Burrow. What say you, Brandon? So I have to talk myself through this because I don't know for sure what my answer is, but I'm going to get there. So start with Russ. We've talked about him on recent weeks. It feels like he's getting a little better each week. Like the, the finger, it looks a little better. He's getting a little more accurate, especially last week. We started to get some of the deep balls to Tyler Lockett. So I'm getting some confidence back. You're right, though. Houston seems like it should be a nice, easy spot, but it's a road game, east or west to east coast travel, early start kickoff, kind of a trap spot for Seattle right after they just got a big division win to keep things alive. Houston's been a top 10 defense all season. So it's not, it's certainly not like, Oh man, they're playing the Texans. You got a starting quarterback against them. So I think he's going to play Cam Newton to me. I'm going to hedge a little bit here. Cam is a swing for the fences, all or nothing play. So to me, it depends on where you're at. I personally, I'm going to drop Cam Newton because I don't trust that he's going to finish the game. I don't trust that he's going to stay on the field and not get benched and not get replaced, not get hurt, whatever the thing is, I get the upside. By upside, clearly the play of the three. If you are an underdog this week that has to win to make the playoffs, or if you're in your playoffs and you know you're the underdog, play camp. He's the guy here. Take the big swing. You know, they said it seems like they want to run the ball a lot more. That's kind of why Joe Brady is gone, I think. And you got to believe that Cam's a big part of that, just battering Ram right into the line over and over. He does have a rush touchdown every game, but he he can't be the hold. Either you're playing him this week because you got to play him, but with Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa, you're done. Like you're out. This is the cam week and it's over. So I just, I just think I'm out. I don't trust it. So I'm cutting him. Joe Burrow is really slowed down. That injury is fresher for him than Russell Wilson, but it's a softer schedule. The Niners pass defense has been pretty weak and I think that could be a bit of a shootout. So I don't feel great about it, but I think I will play Burrow, even though the injury scares me and keep Russell Wilson around. And I just, I have to cut Cam. I can't leave him on the roster. Otherwise I'm going to put him in on Sunday morning and play him. Fair enough. I think there's a lot of considerations here to your point. Like if someone, if you really need the win, I I just like kind of going for these upside guys and you know that Cam is probably going to find the end zone on the ground. He might throw four interceptions. Like it might be a Taysom Hill game. It might be ugly. You don't want to watch that game. <laughs> don't just don't tune in. Don't watch no. it. Um, but, no. you know, if you do need a safer win, the other two, one of the other two guys are definitely going to be the guys. Yeah. All right. Let us move on to. Oh, by the way, I wanted to note that I did not put Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins on this list. <laughs> I know. That's not, I got my Vikings jersey on, but after we'll come you, back to why. That's after you later. gave me grief about that. So let us move on to running backs. All right. So running backs, we have, you know, a little better than usual. I thought maybe I'm just coming around to our, our taste in these low RB2 guys. It's, so a, got, it's a theme. It's um like the backup guys, yeah. you know, like no one is the, the, you know, the main, the main course. So yeah, that's true. these are side dishes. So yeah. which side dish do you prefer? Jamal Williams, Lions, Dante Foreman from the Titans or Chuba Hubbard from your Panthers. What do you think? 
You know, now this is going to make me like totally sound like a homer, but I'm going with Chuba Hubbard. So it's easy to forget like kind of things that happened before the bye week, like that just the shuffle, the injuries, like everything like that. But he finds himself once again thrust into the spotlight oft injured Christian McCaffrey actually done for the season. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm relieved. Like I'm, I'm relieved that I no longer have to like wonder what's happening. He definitely shouldered the lion's share of the workload during weeks four through eight while McCaffrey was out with the hamstring injury, averaged 19 attempts per game and 11.6 fantasy points in half PPR. His upside, I think is a bit higher uh, with Cam Newton under center. That was a Sam Darnold show back then. Um, that just naturally lends itself more to the run. The matchup is also excellent. Falcons are trash against pretty much everything, but they rank seventh worst in fantasy points allowed to running backs. For the hold, I am going to go with Dante Foreman. He is just coming off of a 109 rushing yard game. Another guy coming off of the bye. Um, and it was a pretty decent game against the Patriots. I mean, they, they've had a really tough defense. Uh, he is sharing touches with Dontrell Hilliard. Hilliard had a better day for fantasy, though, and this backfield could end up being messy, especially if Jeremy McNichols ends up returning. Dante Foreman could be the alpha, but like I just don't I want to see how they utilize him with a full complement of backs. And then Jamal Williams is the drop. Now, I'm saying this as of Wednesday, not knowing if DeAndre Swift is going to play this week. If he's ruled out, I, I might just flop, flip flop. Um, Hubbard and Williams, but uh, I mean, he was a little disappointing last week. He was a guy that I thought was just going to like explode Uh, 17 carries for 71 yards, barely involved in the passing game, which is pretty weird. So um, I mean, the workload alone puts him up there, but he is playing the Broncos kind of a tough matchup. So that is what I'm going with. I'm going to play Chuba Hubbard, hold to Donta Foreman and drop Jamal Williams. Yeah, I'm with you on dropping Jamal Williams. Even if Swift is out, he still is my bottom guy. I just, I don't feel like there's a ton of upside there and I don't trust the floor. So it's kind of the double whammy. No touchdowns for him since September. He is getting some touches, but he's not doing a lot with them. So he's out. I think the other two are very close. I like both of them. I mean, like given, given our options, given our usual running back PhD, we're in pretty good shape here if we've got these two. I am going to lean towards starting Dante Foreman. And the reason is I think he has a better shot at a touchdown. I think that against the Falcons, you're going to get more chances for touchdowns. The Jaguars are another one where it looks like it should be a really good matchup. Pretty good run defense. So not necessarily the easiest thing. However, my guy, Adrian Peterson is gone. Well, he's in Seattle scoring touchdowns. Now we know Tennessee likes to get those short vulture running back touchdowns. We know Cam Newton likes to steal the short vulture touchdowns. So I think Hubbard gets a few more touches or more reliable touches. I think Foreman has the better chance at the touchdown. So I'm going to play Foreman and uh, hold on to Hubbard. But I think it's very close for those two. Yeah, this is a very close group, I think, like I said, and there's a kind of a a theme there of like the, the backup guys. So I think, like I said, like, they're close. And if it comes down to one of them, it might be like a coin flip. All right. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is our elite entry segment where we will dive into the prize picks app to build some entries. Brandon is going to identify some markets he likes. You build your own prize picks entries and all of us have a little fun and make some money. So Brandon, hit us with some Thursday night plays for week 14 on prize picks. 
Yeah, we are red hot. We are two podcasts in a row. Yeah. We How did I bury the lead there? We are actually like yeah. on fire. And by we, I mean Brandon, but we, go on. <laughs> it's the two of us. I believe on the two podcasts ago, I had like five or six and you had to narrow it down to the four that we chose. So it's, it's we, we're on fire. <laughs> we got four Patriots, Falcons, rights, all unders. Last week we had three Cowboys, hits right. So we've been successful with unders lately. And back to overs for the most part today. Thursday night unders this season, meaning like the total 10 and three, a lot of low scoring Thursday games, but I actually think we're gonna get some points on this one. Both Pittsburgh and Minnesota have been bottom five EPA on defense. That's extra expected points added. Uh, And they've been especially bad against the pass. Kirk Cousins can get his passing numbers. Ben Roethlisberger actually kind of looks like a quarterback again for the last month or so. And I think that we're going to get maybe more of a shootout in this one. We know that there's some injury question marks. It's Thursday, so we got to have our injuries. Adam Thielen is out. Dalvin Cook is questionable. I don't expect him to play. So I'm looking mostly at guys passing and catching the ball. I'm expecting a lot of passing in this game. So let's start with Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson. That's my guy. He's been lighting it up lately. We know that. Last four games, 31 catches, 384 yards, and three touchdowns. Could have had, he had two touchdowns last week, could have had a third. He's had at least 11 targets and at least seven receptions in all four of those games. And Minnesota is bottom five in yards allowed to wide receiver ones this season. So, Dante Foreman, I'm going two plays on him, over six and a half receptions. Remember, he's been over that four games in a row and over 75 and a half yards. He's been over that in four games in a row too. I think these lines are a little low. I think they should have set them a bit higher, but that's all right. We'll profit from it. The Dante Johnson, both overs. It would make sense, you would think, to play his fantasy points over too. He's not necessarily hitting that. So if you want to add that in, he's not far from it. If he's going to hit both of those, he'll be close. But that's an option for you. So that's two of ours on the Pittsburgh side. On the Minnesota side, my Minnesota Vikings and Lizzo's. I'll share them with her. Uh, We're going to play Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's right. Kirk Cousins. We're going to go over one and a half passing touchdowns. That's right, Samantha. I said a good thing about Kirk Cousins. My guy, Kirk. Has I wish had, you had like a bell or something. I like, know, right? Sound effect. Yeah, the moment. <laughs> so Kirk has had at least two passing touchdowns in nine of the 12 games this season. And we just need two. He's had at least two and five straight. Again, I think Cook probably doesn't play. So that means a little more passing. And that's the way to beat the Steelers defense. A little more passing as well. His attempts are up lately. So two touchdowns for him over one and a half. And if he's going to throw the touchdowns and he's going to throw a lot, who's he going to throw to? Well, Adam Thielen is out, so let's go with my guy, Justin Jefferson. Over 89 and a half receiving yards. So Jefferson has been a monster lately. He's averaging over 100 yards a game for the season. And in the last four games, three of the last four games, 143 yards or more. He's had some huge games. He's had eight games with at least 80 yards out of the 12. This is a high line. We need 90 but there's a pretty good chance he gets there, especially since he should get a few more targets with Thielen out. So I'm taking Jefferson's over, and that's basically the passing totals. If, however, you want to live on the dark side, and if you want that fifth pick to go for your lead entry and go five for five, and if you want to truly sweat bullets for three hours while you watch this game, my fifth pick, Ben Roethlisberger, under half of an interception. 
no interceptions for Big Ben, for whom the bell tolls, no pick for the... He's had no interceptions in six of the last seven games. And I know he should have retired like multiple seasons ago, but depending on what you think of this game too, in Pittsburgh, six wins, zero interceptions total. He's never thrown one of them. When Pittsburgh loses, he's had a, an interception in four of his five losses that he started. So depending on what you think of this game, you can choose whether to put that one in. I'm a Vikings fan, so you can interpret that how which one I will do. But that's my plays. Deontay Johnson, over six and a half receptions and over 75 and a half yards. Justin Jefferson's over yards, 90 plus. And Kirk Cousins, over one and a half passing touchdowns. And if you are truly a masochist, Ben Roethlisberger to not have an interception. Love to see it. Let's hope that this hot streak keeps going. As a reminder, you can mix and match fantasy points and player props to make your lineups super spicy. Also, prize picks markets move, so you will want to be nimble to lock in the best numbers. If you have not created a prize picks account yet, please check out the link in our episode description because prize picks has a special offer for fantasy flex listeners. They will match your first deposit up to $100. Just click the link in our episode description or visit prizepix.com and use promo code action 10. All right. Let us just keep it moving here on our special PhD episode. All right. Back to PhD at wide receiver. We have Darnell Mooney. We've got Brandon Ayuk, the tastefully named Brandon Ayuk, I might add. And we have Jerry Judy. What do you think between these three? This is an interesting group. It's like it's like all those guys that are in like the late wide receiver 20s. Like, and I don't know if they're they're at that wide receiver too. And there's a big difference there. That's a matter of if you're starting them a lot of the time. All right. I'm going to go with playing Jerry Judy. He bounced back after, after a disappointing week 12 recorded a kind of solid fantasy performance against the chiefs caught four of six targets for 77 yards, 10 fantasy points, not going to kill you. He tied Cortland Sutton for the second most targets on the team behind Javante Williams. He's got another nice matchup uh, against the Lions this week. And I just think he offers the highest upside of the trio, just given his talent. I'm going to hold on to Darnell Mooney. He definitely came back down to earth in a tough matchup against the Cardinals. So, like, you can't really fault him that that much for ending up with 27 yards. Andy Dalton and Darnell Mooney, like, they were just being attacked by Arizona's defense, all that game. So that was just never a recipe for success. The Packers have been kind of stingy against the past middle of the road against fantasy wideouts this year. So it's not like a stay away matchup or anything. I think he could be a fringe wide receiver too if Allen Robinson sits out, but like he still carries risk because he's, because he's a member of the bears. And then Brandon Ayuk is back on my shit list. Uh, he, he is. Um, he could be back on thin ice with Kyle Shanahan too. Three of six targets for 55 yards in week 13 against the Seahawks. Bit of a letdown given Debo Samuel wasn't there. I kind of thought that his targets would go up, but it really it was George Kittle that benefited the most. He caught, you know, nine of 12 targets for 181 yards and a touchdown, two touchdowns rather. The major issue is he did have a couple painful drops, which I think could impact Shanahan's trust in him moving forward. We really know like how capricious and delicate this relationship is between them so that really makes me nervous we shall see if he is still in like Shanahan's good graces this week though Samuel could return in week 14 so I think that would certainly knock Ayuk well into like the wide receiver three tier yeah Ayuk is pretty much just a one-week decision with Debo coming back but I'm actually differing than you on all three of these here 
only slightly. And you might have talked me into changing my opinion, but I'm going to stick with it just for the content, right? So I'm going to cut Darnell Mooney. I just, I just don't really get excited about him. I think with Mooney, you're basically just hoping for that one long ball to come. And it looks like Fields plays. I know he's got the bigger arm than Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton, I, I trust more as a passer and a, a yardage guy. So I was leaning, getting rid of him. And I'm, I'm not really worried about keeping on my roster. So he's the cut. Jerry Judy, I'm going to hold on the talent. It's just not that exciting lately. Last four games, 18 catches out of 29 targets, 209 yards, no touchdowns, no touchdowns this season, and only three last year as a rookie. No touchdowns not... left to go around after they all go to Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah we've, we've been hyping Javante all year, and boy, he looked really good. That's a win for us. So oh, good. I will hold on Jerry Judy, hold on his talent. I want to play Brandon Ayuk. Maybe it's just because Brandon's got to stick together, but I'm just playing the upside here. Cincinnati's pass defense, we talked about that. I think that's going to be a bit of a shootout. I like San Francisco a lot in that game, and I think that they're going to score a bunch of points. Bengals pass defense by EPA the last six weeks is second to last in the NFL. So I don't know if Ayuk's going to get that. It could go to Kittle, could go to whoever Kyle Shanahan chooses. We don't know. But maybe Ayuk gets some carries, and we don't know if Elijah Mitchell is going to play. I trust San Francisco's offense to give us stats. Trent Williams, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, they're producing. Someone has to get those stats. Maybe it'll be my guy, Brandon. I'll take a shot because I'm not that excited about the other options. Fair enough. I mean, Brand, he, he like it's weird because I feel like I felt kind of strong about Mooney being the hold, but the other two I kind of could have flipped because Jerry Judy's been kind of unimpressive as well in that anemic offense. So we shall see how a lot of these uh, relationships kind of work out moving yeah. forward. All right, let's move on to everyone's favorite position, and that is tight end. Yes, our tight ends today are Kyle Pitts, Tyler Conklin from my Vikings, and Zach Ertz, now with this the is, Cardinals, of course. This is just becoming a Vikings podcast, or like a Brandon podcast. It really is. <laughs> it's a Brandon Vikings podcast. Everyone else, we're just living in it. Also, like, how the mighty have fallen. I don't know if it's mighty, but like, this is this is a fall <laughs> from grace for Kyle Pitts to be in this Yes bargain bin of tight ends yeah. and i yeah, think that's I, a, a generous characterization yeah i gotta be honest when i saw this list i was like uh is this a typo why is kyle pitts oh his numbers really have taken a beating so yeah, yeah we don't want to be on the list with tyler conklin we were not <laughs> expecting that at the start of the year but i, I want to hear what you have to say where does pitts fall into your 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 mix i'm curious so everyone knows I was really high on Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's been very disappointing in the latter half of the season since week eight, when he faced Carolina for the first time, um, he was held to two catches for 13 yards. And since then he is tight end 29 averaging just 5.5 fantasy points in half PPR. I want to hold him because he has upside, but you can't trust him this week against the Panthers. Uh, they have only allowed one double digit fantasy performance to a tight end this year that was Dalton Schultz in week four. And like last week, they kept Mike Kosicki in check for 3.2 points in week 12 before their bye. So I, I want to hold him. Maybe it's, maybe it's just emotional. Like I can't let go. I can't like, just I'm like, he's, he's like, him. he's like Jack in the Titanic and I'm Rose and I'm like, I can't let go. Never um, let you go. <laughs> um, so the play for me is going to be Zach Ertz. 
I know it hurts coming off of an abysmal week 13 against the Bears. The Bears have been like very permeable to the past, but tough against tight ends. He caught just one of two targets for 10 yards, finishes tight end 38. How many teams are there in the NFL again? Um, I expect him to bounce back against the Rams who allowed uh, 15.1 fantasy points in week four to Max Williams, who was the Cardinals tight end at the time. Max Williams is out for the season. I think his talent and strength in this offense just kind of like keep him in that must start realm. And like Tyler Conklin, he's a fine guy. I wrote about him in the waiver wire column. Like he's fine to pick up as a streamer. And I have no issue with you doing that. I just like of this group, I feel like he's, he has like the most, bust I don't know I I just like I he's not appealing to me he's 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 not speaking to me it was a strong week 13 so you know without him feeling out Conklin could see an increase of targets could be going to KJ Osborne not totally sure how that's going to shake out um I think he has the worst matchup of the three though against the Steelers who ranked 10th best against fantasy tight ends like I said fine spot start with you know four teams on by but I trust Vikings, the Vikings kind of less than some of the other teams. Like, don't we all, don't we all trust the Vikings a little, I have little trust less issues, after okay. losing to the 0 10 and 1 Lions last week? RIP, so, Brian, yeah. Brandon. I'm so sorry. I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm out on Conklin in this trio also. He just, he, he doesn't have the upside, doesn't have the sex appeal. And I think too that he's probably going to end up doing a lot of blocking in this game. The Steelers have a really strong pass rush and Minnesota's O-line is banged up. So I think Conklin might not end up getting as many of these extra Thielen targets as you expect. So I would, I would not overreact to the nine targets last week. He was a very easy, of all the ones we've done, he was the clearest uh, for me. So I'm just going to play Kyle Pitts. I'm just going to start my stud. I know that he hasn't played like a stud. He hasn't had more than four catches or more than 62 yards in six games in a row. The targets are there, though. I know the tight end numbers for Carolina, but he's basically a receiver. Not that receivers are doing much better against the Panthers anyway. I'm just playing my stud. If I don't, like, Zach Ertz has been good, but I thought his numbers were a little better than when I looked. We don't really know yet if it's a Kyler Murray thing. Like, maybe Zach Ertz was playing so well because it wasn't Kyler, and Kyler likes to throw to the receivers a little more. I just... I don't feel like I have to start Zach Ertz. He's good. He's fine. You can start him if you have him. But because I don't feel like I have to, I'm just going to play my guy, Kyle Pitts, that I took with my third, fourth, fifth pick that I know is talented. That I like, I don't, if I, if I sit Zach Ertz, maybe I lose 50 yards. Maybe I miss a touchdown. If I sit Kyle Pitts in a key game and he puts up 90, 100 yards, a big game, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to think about it all off season. So this is a start your stud spot for me. I'm just going to play Kyle. Welcome to the dark side, Brandon, uh, of being a Kyle Pitts apologist. It is a it's it's a fan club that has been le- leaned out, you know, cold it's a little small, bit. A small season. island of fans <laughs> remain. A small island of fans. I am just happy to hear that someone else is <laughs> even higher on Kyle Pitts than I am. All <laughs> right. Here. That'll do it for this special PhD episode. As a reminder, Sean Kerner and Chris Rayburn are here on the Fantasy Flex every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, giving you guys all the DFS waiver wire and rankings info you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. I will be back next Tuesday with our final round of 21 questions with our special guest, 
Jamie Eisenberg of CBS Fantasy. Thanks again for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us wherever you like to listen, and we will see you next time on the Fantasy Flats presented by Prize Fix. Peace out, y'all.